Hello and welcome. This is Perspective for Parents. My name is Nick Thompson, and this is a podcast for parents of adolescents. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Small Actions Now. So I've continued talking to, to students and parents throughout this quarantine time through video conferencing. And what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing, what's being reported to me is that our young people are doing a lot of big thinking future. Meaning big thinking about their future. I don't think there has ever been a time that the human species has had this much time to think. There's way too much thinking going on. I like when and anybody tells me, like, you know, I've been doing a lot of thinking lately in my head. I'm like, oh, no, don't do that. Too much thinking is not good. It's not good for you. It does not go well. We were never designed to just sit and think for the durations and days that we currently are. We're supposed to move. We're supposed to do. We're supposed to act. And that's not a me opinion because I know how important exercise is in my life. No. 99% of our history, us humans, we lived as nomads. You know, the definition of a nomad, a member of a people who have no fixed residence but move from place to place. We moved a lot. It wasn't until about 10,000 years ago, which is a fraction, a tiny fraction in our history. It wasn't until about 10,000 years ago that there were few, if any, permanent villages or homes. We moved around. We did stuff. We were busy bodies, but not over-the-top crazy amount of busy which I think it's really cool and interesting that experts believe that our hunter-gatherer ancestors worked for three to five hours a day. But that work was active. We had to move. We had to do. And it was also social. What it wasn't was three to five hours of sitting alone in a chair looking at a screen. Now I know our students are forced to look at the screen because that's where the classes are being held. But I hope when the required school screen time is complete that our students learn to practice small actions now. So as I said, I'm seeing a lot of big thinking future. Our students thinking big about their future. And again, this is what happens when we have too much time to think. The mind loves to time travel. Some people have a mind that tends to travel into the future. And some people have a mind that tends to travel into the past. Now, we do both of these things, but usually an individual has kind of a default direction, if you will. I have a mind that that tends to go into the future about 99% of the time. So I guess you could say that I have a back to the future two mind. A DeLorean from back to the future two. 
It's going to be highly confusing and annoying and really boring for people who haven't seen Back to the Future 1 and 2. And I don't know if I need to explain this. But yeah, in Back to the Future 2, DeLorean car that time traveled into the future. And some people have a Back to the Future 1 type mind. Because you wouldn't say 1, it would just be Back to the Future mind. Because believe it or not, in the original, they traveled into the past. And the movie was named Back to the Future. Yeah. I wonder how that made it through the pitch. That initial pitch at the movie studio. Anyways, people have sort of a default direction that they go. And people like myself, who tend to go into the future, are prone to worry, nerves, anxiety, fear, paranoia. And people who primarily tend to go into the past are more prone to regret, sadness, embarrassment, sorrow. So I'm noticing this. Many of the students that I'm working with currently are doing a lot of thinking big about the future. Some about the past, but just a lot about the future. And I'm trying to normalize this for them. This is what happens. If you just sit back and think, it ain't going to go well. Maybe I'll just like, act it out right now. Just, uh, you know, not a role play, but a real play. So let me just sit here and just think for a bit. Oh, okay. There. Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, at my apartment, there was water leaking. So this is where my mind went. Uh, the, the water leaked into the, uh, the apartment below the neighbor and the water got into the walls and into the ceiling. So I called and this happened recently <laughs> and I called the neighbor to try to figure out how to get someone in there to repair the water damage. And yeah, I, uh, I haven't heard back. So the, uh, the mind briefly is going there. And I don't want to stop there. I want to go future and bigger. So, oh, yeah, mind, thoughts. Yeah, uh, COVID-19. The neighbor might not allow anybody to ever come in there until this thing lifts. So, yeah, thoughts, mind. Yeah, the, the, the damage will be significant because it won't be able to be repaired, taken care of. The water will get into the drywall, into the wood. We're looking at mold, probably. This is going to be crazy expensive. Um, yeah, litigation. I'll probably be sued. Uh, lose my apartment, possibly the, you know, this office, and my career. And where? Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. And be yeah, eventually homeless. Thanks, mind. That was a fun exercise. So that's just an example of what the mind can do. It can do quickly. So it is important for me and it's important for everyone, including our students, to notice when we're time traveling. Notice when we're focusing on things that are out of our control. Control. That's a big piece of this. So think about it. What does the mind encounter immediately when it travels into the future? It encounters uncertainty. Because it's in the future. The future is littered with uncertainty. The further I go into the future, the larger the uncertainty. And because the mind has a fear-based default mode, what it finds in the future is all types of catastrophes. Awful things. 
the worst case scenario. That's what the mind does. As Alan Watts said, you are addicted to thoughts. It's a drug, a real dangerous one. Compulsive thinking going on and on and on all the time. It is a habit. So there's a difficulty about stopping that activity. And you really have to stop it if you want to be sane. Because if I talk all the time, I don't hear what anyone else has to say. And I'll end up in a situation of having nothing to talk about but my own talking. And so in the exact same way, if I think all the time, I won't have anything to think about except thoughts. So in order to have something to think about, there are times where you simply must stop thinking. And that's where small actions now come into play. I'm sharing this with all the students. What's the opposite of big thinking future? The opposite is small actions now. And our students need to be doing way more of this. So back to the real play from earlier. Instead of thinking about how I'm going to be sued and lose my apartment, I need to catch myself in the process of big thinking future and get into small actions now. In this moment, I'm, I'm, I'm looking around and I'm looking at the rug, my office, and it's a little dirty. So small actions now. I'm going to vacuum the rug. What else? Looking at the shelves, my office, the stuff on the shelves. Yeah, things are a bit disorganized, a bit disheveled. So after vacuuming the rug, I'm going to reorganize the things on the shelves. As I turn my head to the left, I see the pull-up bar in my office. So after vacuuming the rug and organizing the shelves, I'm going to do some pull-ups. And who knows, maybe some chin-ups. And I know if I am able to catch myself in the process of big thinking future and instead get into small actions now, I will feel so much better. I'll be able to take a break from the nerves, from the anxiety, from the fear of the future and get into the present moment through action. Get into my body, move it around. There's a certain enjoyment about completing a task, a physical task. So much of what we do on a daily basis, there is no visual cue that we're making progress or have completed something. What I mean by that is when I vacuum this rug, I'll notice that it's clean. And when I move my body and and ask for some assistance from my mind to think about how to best organize the shelves, I'll notice that things look better, look more clean, more simple. And not only will I see, I will actually feel myself doing a pull-up or a chin-up. The mind really appreciates it when we take a break from time traveling into the future or the past. One of the best ways to do that is small actions now. So I'm encouraging students, take a break from the thinking and practice this redirection into small actions now. That can be rearranging the room, cleaning projects, organizing, Legos, walk the dog. Get rid of clothes that you're not wearing anymore. Some of that spark joy stuff. Get some projects going, some creative projects. Build things with your hands, learn an instrument. Or practice the one that you never have time to play. 
Puzzles, cooking, baking, redecorating. My niece and nephew were making soap last night. Make some soap. Build a fort. I don't care how old you are. The mind and the body love when we're able to be in the present moment and able to act, to move. And in my opinion, the biggest reason that the mind and body loves it, it goes back to that control category. You are in control of the small actions you take now. I am totally in control of throwing away this can that is sitting by my feet. And when I do, the mind and body is like, thanks, we appreciate that, that was nice. Just last night, I was reading about the work that the hunter-gatherers did. I know many of you are like, you need to get a new hobby, man. You and these hunter-gatherers. But I was reading about them. And I think we can learn so much about work, about small actions now, through what they did. Hunter-gatherers' work was playful. It can be considered playful because it was usually done in a social context. It was done with friends and family. The other thing about their work was it was really varied. Why is that great? Because if it's varied and it requires a lot of attention, a lot of skill, well, then your mind just can't wander again into thought. Thoughts about the future, thoughts about the past. The activity, the the work requires you to be present. And again, Their work schedule was great because it was three to five hours a day, max. So in review, just know that big thinking future is going to result in a lot of negative emotions. Because big thinking future is always out of your control. So I'm so thankful to share with you, and hopefully you can share with your kids, one of the best antidotes for the Poison known as overthinking. Small actions now. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast useful, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with a friend. If you would like to find more information about this podcast or my upcoming presentations, please check out my website, Perspective fourparents.com spelled out that's perspective the number four parents.com thanks again